like to welcome you guys to the hour where we beat the Nyan Biggie drum. I'm your host, Danny, with my co-host, Sone. And we have the pleasure tonight of having a guest by the name of Brother Weber, Chris Weber, who will uh, give us a bit on spirituality. He will talk to us about religion. He'll give us his take. He's going to educate a lot of us on certain things that we may not be aware of. We're really going to talk about the book of Isaiah. We're going to get into the book of Isaiah. But with all things, we're going to start with opening prayer, and we're going to allow uh, Brother Chris to take that over. Thank you, Brother Danny. It's my pleasure to be here. Father, we give you all the honor, we give you all the glory, and we give you all the praise. We thank you, Father, for the breath in our lungs. We thank you for this day, for this is the day that you have made, and we shall be glad and rejoice in it. We thank you for the opportunity to speak to your people and uh, in love and just uh, give some knowledge and some wisdom and receive knowledge and wisdom where we can and when we can. Uh, we thank you for all of our listeners uh, across the country and across the world. Uh, I pray, Father, that you lay your hands on this podcast and Brother Danny and continue to increase it in power and in spirit and in love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Uh, with that said, uh, thank you, Brother Chris. You know, here when we be denied Biggie drums, we don't uh, waste any time. So we're going to get right into the book of Isaiah and start speaking uh, about it, learning a little bit more. Uh, I want to say first that the prophet Isaiah, many may not know, he was sent to the Egyptians and the Ethiopians to let them know that their time of goodness was about to come to the end. And why was that so? Because they had moved away from the truth, the breath, and the word. And we understand that the truth, the breath, and the word has never been recalled. It was spoken once, it was given once, and it has never been repeated. Never needs to repeat itself, never be redacted, because it is the true word of the living God, the creator. And it comes from the living well, the water of life. So with that said, we're going to jump right into the book of Isaiah, uh, chapter 19, verses 23 to 25. Brother Chris, if you can uh, take it over, we'll definitely pay attention. So, yeah, so again, thank you for, for having me here, Brother Danny, Sister Soam, Brother Mark is in the room as well. Uh, just a little bit of background about myself. So I've known Brother Danny, man, for more than half my life now. <laughs> so it's been, it's been a while. One of the, uh, one of the best brothers I, I could have known. Uh, he's truly a brother to me. So, um, and just as for me and my background, just briefly, you know, I'm just, I'm just a brother who loves the Lord. Uh, and wants to help others. Uh, I am uh, married. I've been married for 27 years. I have three daughters, three lovely daughters. I was born in Richmond, Virginia, uh, moved to East Orange, New Jersey shortly after that, and then soon after that moved to Oakland, California. So I've pretty much, you know, been raised most of my life in Oakland. Uh, I am a, a, a member of a Bible teaching uh, Jesus the Christ Believing Church for 17 years. I was ordained as an elder of that church in 2013, and an elder's responsibility is to be a spiritual leader of the church. So I'm not a biblical scholar. Uh, uh, I'm not without sin. I'm just a brother that loves the Lord and deeply connected to him regardless of my actions. And because of that, I study his word and I apply it to my life and share it with others every day. And I must preface that in, in, in these times, people are more than ever claiming to be Christ's followers but in reality, they are followers of their self-interest and using Christ or God in name only as a platform to do it instead of his deeds. So uh, he even says, the Lord even says, you know, your faith without works is dead. So I always look at a person's actions and not so much what they're saying. And then also, too, before we get into it, 
I just wanted to thank Danny again um, uh, just for starting the, the, the podcast. Uh, it's, uh, he spoke this into existence, and now it's manifesting. And I, I always say you got to speak where you want to go. So this podcast is what faith is all about. And, and I believe faith is not a religion, it's a belief. So just like in Hebrews 11 and 1, it says, Now faith is the assurance of the confirmation of things hoped for, divinely guaranteed, and the evidence of things not seen, the conviction of one's reality. Faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. So what we're doing here on this podcast is actually that in action. So, Brother Danny, appreciate you. Uh, thank you, Brother Chris. I appreciate that. And you're right. Faith without works is dead. Um, people, you can sit on the couch and say, well, God, give me this. But if you don't stand up and do something, you're not going to receive it. So you're, you're definitely correct on, on that. Uh, so do you have anything to chime in or? You know, I think that's amazing. Um, it's definitely a pleasure to meet you all. And I really appreci I appreciate the prayer. Did you want me to introduce myself, Danny? No, you can. Yeah, definitely introduce yourself. No. Okay, I wasn't sure. My name is Sone. Um, I come to you, well, if we want to talk about faith, I, I was raised in the church. Um, I've been a few different religions, from Baptist to Christian to non-denominational. My dad was an evangelist. Uh, my, my grandfather had me in church as a young child every day. I sang in the choir. My father studied papers from individuals like E.B. Uh, he started off with people like uh, Earl Roberts. Um, and then he continued to grow with his faith. Uh, today, I come to you. I'm non-denominational. Uh, I do believe in, in our uh, creator and in God. And, you know, I'm looking forward to having these conversations and learning a lot from you all. Thank you. Thank you, Sean. We appreciate that. So uh, I'm not really going to get into my introduction. Um, I really like to just get into the word, which is uh, that the word is truth. Truth is the light and the way. Uh, as Brother Chris said, there are many people who come in, in Christ's name, but actually are there not for Christ. They're there for their self-interest and their self-worth. And to take from the people rather than giving them. So today we want to give to the people rather than take. We want them to have a greater understanding. We want to enlighten them. We want them to have a, a, an awakeness. We want their spirits to be um, brightened. And we want them to know that whether whatever they're going through in their lives, if they believe truly on the Creator, He will see them through. With that said, let's get right into the book. Isaiah 19, 23-25. So in Isaiah 19, 23 to 25, so what this scripture is talking about, to me at least, is the power of Christ's love in action. So the, the prophet Isaiah, who is uh, first of the latter prophets in the Hebrew Bible and the first of the major prophets in the Christian Old Testament, is prophetically saying that the two chief oppressors of Israel, which is Egypt and Assyria, would unite in worship. Uh, this prophecy will come true in the future day when Jesus the Christ comes to reign. So in Christ, you know, what this again, what this is saying to me, that in Christ, former enemies can unite in love. Uh, in Christ, people and nations that are miles apart politically will at some point bow at his feet 
as brothers and sisters. Christ breaks down every barrier that threatens relationships. Um, and, and the word mentions this in, also, too, in Ephesians 2, 13 and 19, if you want to go into further than that. But so if you don't see a breaking down of barriers, then uh, then you, then you know that Christ is not in it. So that's that's my first overview of uh, of that scripture in those verses. Well, thank you, Brother Chris. Appreciate that. Uh, so in 1923, and again, we're, we're taking this on our account. When I took a look at it and I read that, I saw that uh, they were talking about, Blessed be Egypt, my people, Azaria, my handmaid, and Israel, mine inheritance. I think a lot of people, you know, believe that God chose a certain pe- certain seed or certain people and that everyone else was left to their wayside. But here in Isaiah 19, for me, it it tells me that he chose more than just one people. And because that people may have fallen or moved away, he then chose another people who kept more of the word and the commandments. Um, What do you think about that, Chris? Or do you get a take from that? That's what I read from, from Isaiah 19, 23 to 25. Yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, you know, God is no respecter of a person, right? He's, he's, his will is going to be done regardless of who does it. And, you know, in a lot of, that's what some people, I think sometimes uh, kind of goes over their head a little bit or they don't, they don't get that, you know, God will use a sinner <laughs> to, to get his work done if he needs to, right? So it's like, that's why to me, you know, it says never, you can't judge, right? Because you don't you don't know what's going on. You don't know the end of the story. You know our 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 future is God's past. So you know for us to try to figure that all out is really you know senseless. So yeah, so I agree. I mean you know you you have you know you have uh, people that you choose to get work done or do some things through. You have a plan, and if that plan doesn't come together, you know if somebody who's committed and and is somebody that's keeping their word that plan is going to come to fruition, you know, you know, by any means necessary. So it's not just the color of skin because we get this notion where a lot of people now we today we see here the Hebrew Israelites and they talk about, you know, what they're going to do to a certain people who whose color is different, but actually it seems that God chooses all from any walks of life, those who will respect his commandments. Yes. That's what I believe. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Because I don't want people to, you know, get disinvolved with saying that the Hebrew Israelites just believe in this racist notion. Uh, what we believe is true Israelites. So we believe that all people have the ability to come into the fold as long as they respect the law, statutes, and commandments that are set forth by the Creator. Uh, what we don't want is those people who are spruing the same as what they call to be their enemies, the same type of uh, verbiage, and then for somehow trying to say, well, this is kind of different. Um, I believe that God is the creator of all things and all people, and that anyone who stays within the fold uh, is part of that family. Anyone that goes outside of the fold, then, you know, <laughs> be it upon yourself. Because we do know that the Lord strikes down people who don't come or don't respect the law, statutes, and commandments. So we can point to many, many, many quotes in the Bible. In the Bible, in Revelations, in Genesis, where he wiped out a whole nation of people because they uh, disavowed the word. So that's one of the things I definitely want people to understand is if we talk about what we're talking about today, we're including everyone. We're not excluding anybody. Uh, 
from that. And everyone has the ability to come back into the fold. If you're a sinner today, if you repent, you give up and you be humble, the Lord will accept you back into this family. So that's very important. Um, the prophet Isaiah also uh, was very, I want to say that when God spoke to the prophet, he was speaking in the first term. He was made sure that the prophet understood that there was no one beside him, nor was there a savior, that he alone was the one that did all these things. And his actions also was the action of life, the action of death, the action of judgment. So uh, having said that, I'd like to move on to a different passage. Uh, this passage is Isaiah 43 uh, 10 through 11, which actually kind of talks about that. We can go further. We can we can take it to it, really Isaiah 43, 1, kind of read through that. But uh, I'd like Brother Chris to expound a little bit on, upon that. Yeah, so, you know, what, what came to me from chapter 43 is, and actually just going back a little bit, chapter 42 ends with God's sorrow over the spiritual decay of his people. And in chapter 43, he's saying that in spite of our failures, he will show us mercy for his own sake and restore us. So, you know, that's why nobody should ever really hold themselves in condemnation because God is going to make things right because he keeps his word. He cannot lie. So he's going to make things right based on his word, not based on your actions and what you're doing. And that's kind of goes back to what we we're saying. He'll use whoever he needs to use to make sure that his promises uh, come to fruition because he doesn't make a promise that he doesn't keep. Um, you know, if you want to speak on that, Brother Danny. Uh, no, I, 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 I agree with that. Um, God has his word. His word is truth. And so, therefore, he never goes back. It has never been recalled. And no one can say that uh, it hasn't come to fruition. Uh, but I was more looking at uh, 43, 10, and 11, where he says, I alone. Uh, and there was no God beside me, nor, nor is there a Savior. Because we always hear about Christ the Savior, uh, this and this and that. More as Christ was the Son of God, the messenger in the purest form. He was the pur purest human that touched the face of this earth. He was unblemished. He was the lamb that was unscathed. Uh, I think we need to maybe deal a little bit, a little bit more about that and, and the, the differences between a Savior and a messenger who comes in the name of the Creator, as an unblemished lamb, because we know all the all of the other prophets had a blemish. They had a scar. They they were of the world. Uh, uh, Christ was in the world, but he was not of it. And his focus was the Father. He never said to anyone, "Pray to me" or "Give homage to me." It was always the Father. That's why he said the Our Father prayer. You pray to the Father. You give all homage to the Father. So I want to elaborate more on that. Uh, 43, 10 through 11, there is no gods or gods and that there are no saviors. I alone created all these things and I alone allow life and death to take place. Yeah. And, you know, and that's that's my belief. Right. You know, Christ is a savior. I mean, Christ, Christ and God, one and the same. You know, he is God manifested on earth just like the word of God is God manifested. So, you know, and even just as an example with, with Christ, if you, if you study him, he always, it's, it's a, it's such a master plan. If you study really the Bible and everything that he does, everything is already planned out. You know, everything is already done. And that's because it's, he, you know, he is representation of God. So, you know, he always speaks, you know, not my will, but let God wills be, be done. You know, he never 
puts himself in front of God. You know, he always lets everybody know that, hey, I'm speaking God's words. I'm not speaking my own words. And being a perfect disciple of God, you know, he is able, he's tempted, you know, a lot of times that he's tempted. I mean, it, it shows you in the Bible, you know, take this cup from me, you know, this, I can't handle this. But he always goes back to not my will, but your will be done. So it's not that he is with, uh, not without fault. It's just that Christ doesn't let his faults overtake him to where it his his agenda, be it good, bad, or indifferent, is now above God's agenda. And that is a very important uh, lesson, I think. Most definitely. So why do you think today, then, there are so many people, and mostly the youth, that are moving away from from the Word, moving away from the Christ, moving away from... From from the God for whatever reason, it seems that they're they're moving away. That it's it's not in their lives. It's it's not as important as it used to be 20, 30, 40 years ago. Like when our parents and grandparents grew up, we the the, the family was more centered around uh, spirituality, more centered around the God. Whereas today we don't have that. Where everybody seems to be for self. Um, can you explain a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, my belief is that. Um... Yeah, and you kind of said it, you know, when you said our grandparents, right? They're, the, the sense of community and the sense of history and togetherness has really been dismantled. Uh, and that's a whole nother prong or approach of it, right? And it's just an attack of the enemy because you we have so many things in society today that distract us. And distraction is one of the key tools of the enemy to keep you from being uh you know, staying on a firm foundation. And, you know, when you got the internet and, you know, Twitter, IG, I mean, all this stuff, you got so many people saying so much stuff that it's like, you don't know what to believe anymore. So you just grasp onto anything that makes you feel good for the moment. And, you know, I, I always say, and I tell my kids, you know, never make a permanent decision while in a temporary emotional state. So, you know, you know before I make a move, I'm always being still and I'm always asking God, what should I do here? You know, and, and it's hard because we live in a world now that's just so fast paced. I mean, you turn on the TV, you got, you got somebody speaking, you got the ticker going at the bottom, you got something on the side. You got, I'm like, we all just, you know, going crazy, man. There's just too much stuff coming at you too much. And it's kind of like in the Bible, you know, it was, you know, when they said, you know, and I'm, like I said, I'm not a scholar. So some of the stuff I'm quote, but you know, you like you building this ladder to God and you're trying to get to God. And he was like, oh, wait a minute, they're getting too close. He didn't, he didn't do that because he wanted to be like, oh, I'm just God and, you know, and ain't nobody can touch me. He did that because he knows that they're immature. And it's like you give somebody something that's immature, you give them power, they're going to screw it up. You know, it's like, you know, we can all drive with our feet, but that don't mean we're supposed to. It don't mean that don't mean it's just the right thing to do. So it's like, you know, you have to make sure that, you know, you keep that sense and that firm foundation and it's challenging. Like I said, I'm not going to lie. It's very challenging to, to do in these days because of everything that's coming at you. Right. Uh, he also said that they will build their home in the stars. So the chief adversary, and we know this Lucifer who fell and became Satan, uh, is really working his magic, I would say. I'm going to use magic because magic is part of that demonic order. He's working his magic among our, our people, our children, um, societies, globally. Uh, everyone seems to be falling off from where they need to be. Having said that, um, I'd like to talk a little bit about the chief adversary and why uh, he, he is currently attacking and attacking at a very fast pace. 
Um, and he's not, he's relentless, not letting up. Uh, he's pulling as many people as possible. Uh, I was wondering, can you give us an, uh, an understanding of why this is happening now and, and what the purpose is? Well, I wouldn't say it's it's starting to happen now. I would say it's been a constant progression. I mean, you know, just to kind of like a real life example, I was, you know, one day I was just watching, uh, I think CNN has these things like, these are the 60s, these are the 70s, these are the so on and so on. And it shows you like everything that was going on throughout the decades. And if you watch those back to back, you could see the decay. You know, you could see where things are just starting to fall apart and it's getting worse every single decade. And God tells you himself in his word, it's like, you know, the enemy, he has one purpose is to kill, steal and destroy. That's it. There's nothing else. You know, he's not coming to do anything else but to kill, steal and destroy. God, on the other hand, he comes to give you life in an abundance. So, you know, what what we're seeing now, I believe, in our society is just the, the manifestation of that. You know, there's a scripture that says, you know, if you build your house on a firm foundation on a rock, which is God, Christ, then when the storms come and the, you know, the waves hit and the winds blow, you know, you're going to feel it, but you're not going to fall off. You're right. not going to fall apart. However... If you build on sand and when those times come, then it's going to be a great fall. And, you know, we're starting to see a lot of these times coming now and things that are falling. But for those that are believers of Christ, I, you know, it's, this is nothing to be concerned about. You know, he spoke about this. You know, you see the prophet Isaiah, many other prophets in the word. You just need to make sure that, you know, you put your faith in your belief in Christ and not in these things that are, you know, that will pass away, you know, and burn like ashes in an instant. You know, you, you, you can be rich today, poor tomorrow. You could be powerful today, no power tomorrow. I mean, we see this more acutely now than ever. Before it was like, okay, you know, it was kind of hidden. It was kind of masked, you know, but now it's like they're not even trying to mask it. It's just straight up in your face. So you, you're seeing, you know, you're seeing what's been going on all along, what you're now seeing is just the manifestation. Again, kind of a practical thing, kind of a think of it like if you're a homeowner, right? And if you don't take care of your home, you know, you don't take care of your pipes, you know, sooner or later, a drip will start happening. Now, you can live with the drip, you know, you may not even hear it, but it's going on. But if that drip keeps on happening, sooner or later, the pipe's going to burst. And then when the pipe bursts, now you're dealing with a mess. And to me, pipes bursting right now or is very close yeah i definitely can take that i can i can say as a homeowner you're right i had a drip and didn't pay attention to it and it cost me twenty five hundred dollars <laughs> exactly <laughs> so uh, uh I, I definitely can attest to that i mean in twenty five hundred dollars you can pay that i still have life for some of us there's a drip we don't pay attention to it and we're no longer here um kind of like the pandemic you know it's uh we, we need to get our health in order um Absolutely. i tell everybody out there exercise Keep your faith. Keep your strength. Stay up. Don't worry. These are part of the plagues and pestilence that uh, Brother Weber was talking about. Revelations was talking about. Um, do we? Do you believe that some of this? Well, do you believe that what the Word has spoken about the last days and what would encounter in the last days, we are seeing that? And if so, why are so many people not paying attention? You know, I I would. I would say it's, I would say it's quite hard not to believe that we're not seeing it right now. 
I mean, if you if you really kind of take a look, we are seeing a lot of the things that the Bible is saying. Uh, and, you know, the reason why people are not paying attention to it is, like I said before, remember what I said, you know, one of the key tools of the enemy is to distract you. So you're saying that a lot of people are caught up? and Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we all are. I mean, and it's not just, you know, like bad stuff. It's just regular day-to-day stuff. You know, daily lives. Yeah, you get up, you're rushing, you're going to work, you're taking the kids to basketball practice, you you know, dropping your kids off at college, you you know, got to go get some food and, uh, you know, the debate team. I mean, it's it's just all kind of stuff going on in life. So you're not really sitting back and giving yourself time to just kind of say, let me take stuff in. And then after you do all of that practical day-to-day stuff, then what are you doing? You turn it on the television and you're watching CNN and ESPN for, you know, uh, all night sometimes just watching the same replay over and over again. So you just you just bombarded. So just think about like how much we're bombarded with just so much stuff. And then think about how how many, you know, at least 10 minutes, if that, if you're just sitting down and just giving your time to God and saying, hey, what do you want me to do here? You know, just let me listen to you to see what move I need to make. It's kind of like uh, Sister Sone on the other end. You know, she has so much going on, so much to do. And maybe she, you know, for some people you get disenchanted to say, well, the word of God is, it is, but how come my life is so upside down or, you know, topsy-turvy? Um, Sister Sone, do you want to chime in on some of, some of the things that we've been talking about? Definitely. Um, I have a lot to say. So I'll start off with, I. you know what? I, I don't really know where to start because I have I have a lot from what we first spoke about to right now. So put me on the uh, playing field is where you want me to talk about. Just talk about how, uh, you know, a lot of people get disenchanted. Uh, I know that. Yes. OK, so that there. Are, thank you. All right. So the way, you know, Chris, how you were talking about uh, we have so much happening. Uh, it, we're being fed so much. Right. We don't realize that we have computers because we're made like computers. Exactly. Our body is, is a machine, right? And that's why we have computers. One of the reasons. And so what we have to do is we have, excuse me, we do have to sh- shut down. We have to be able to, that's what prayer is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's also meditation because when I pray, I don't get, what I get out of meditation. And so meditation brings me closer to God when I'm out in nature and out with life and the trees, the sun, the sky, that brings me closer to God. Uh, And so I think that we all need to take time to disrupt technology, right? Because what's happening is they're taking us further and further away from God, from our creator, which is who we are. We are of God through technology and signs and rules and the like. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, you know, God, you know, there's there's no, we're, we're, we're 10, 20,000 times more powerful than any computers, right? Our brains, right? The brains that, that God gave us, you know, and mm-hmm. like you said, I mean, it's all programmed based on what God already programmed. And and that's why, you know, when you see a lot of people with these self-help books and this and that and this and that, even kids on the Internet nowadays, you know, they're posting stuff. And I'm like, that's just that's straight out of the Bible. Like they will praise somebody on Twitter for saying something so deep. 
And all they did was just read the word and they just kind of twisted a little bit and put it on their own, you know, their own take. And maybe not even not. They may just give you the word just raw. Mm -hmm. But if I did that, saying that it comes from the word, then it's like, oh, I don't want to, you know. Correct. But, you know, you see it all the time. I mean, you show me any self-help book, you show me anything like that, I guarantee you it came from the word. And and then with meditation, I agree with you, but I, I think it's a combination of all of it. Meditation, prayer, you know, it's not one or the other. It's 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 a combination of everything because, you know, there is levels to this, right? You know, you can get a certain level of peace and power by doing something, or you can get a higher level of peace of power by doing something now. That level of peace and or power will suit you for where you're at during that season. But when something comes to change that season, because one thing we always know is that anything, you know, the only thing constant in life is change. I mean, look at the pandemic, right? You know, we had people who was like, you know, their idols were their money, their power, you know, that were those were their idols. Right. Then you come, you get a great equalizer that comes something like the pandemic. And now it shuts everybody down. <laughs> it shuts everybody down. You ain't no different than me, man. It's like your, your money, your power can't stop you from getting sick or dying. Right. Shuts the mightiest of nations down, actually. Exactly. Uh, without. I feel like money, I mean, I do, I feel like, with, since, you know, with the pandemic, that people that have money and power, that they did live a different life than those that don't have money and power during the pandemic. And they still, they are still living a different life. And we're only thing that we know is what the media tells us and the media tells us what they're allowed to tell us. So, um, yeah, but I know what you mean also when you talk about money and power, like you're, you're really saying that there's nothing that is tangible that we can touch or think or anything that is, is, is higher than, than our, than God. Exactly. There's nothing higher than his power. There's no power higher. Exactly. Yep. And, 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 what, I, and I get that. Yeah. I mean, and what's going on in the world today, you know, whether whoever has what opinion one way or the other, you're seeing real examples of it today. Right. right. So, and I get what you're saying. So someone is that, yeah, you know, if you got money and power, you're going to live a little, you know, you're going to live a little nicer, a little differently, even through calamities. But like I said, there's levels to this. So, you know, there is a certain level that will get to to where it's like, I don't care how much money or power you have, you know, it's not going to save you. Right. And I think um, that's true. You, they can't escape like they can't escape death. Right. And they cannot, they cannot escape life. <laughs> being born, right? They, there, you don't have a choice with either of those. Wow, you guys are le leading me. You know, the, you guys are leading me. Great segue. You're leading me right into uh, one of the things that uh, Isaiah was talking about in the Book of Revelations, uh, uh, Isaiah two nineteen and Revelation six sixteen, and I talk about the wealthy, the well-to-do. Uh, in that final day, that final hour, they're going to run to the mountains. They're going to hide themselves in the cliffs and the rocks, and they're going to ask the rocks and the cliffs to fall on them so that their faces would be hidden from uh, the glory of the Most High and the Lamb because they understood what they were doing. So a uh, great segue. I kind of wanted to speak a little bit on that. But before we do that, I just want everybody to know that uh, uh, something just came across the wire here that... Uh, the vaccine mandate that the administration was, was, was going to put on companies with 100 employees or more has been frozen at this time. Uh, Federal Appeals Court just froze the issue, so therefore uh, we have a stay. Uh, you no longer have to be vaccinated. Definitely wear your mask, get tested. Uh, this is not a false uh, 
thing. It is real. I've had family members to, who have died from it, so I just want everybody to know this is not false. You go out in public and you're, you're, you're congregating with a lot of people, wear your mask. Uh, even if you're inside, you're not congregating with a lot of people, maybe you should wear your mask. If you want to get vaccinated, get vaccinated. If you don't, that's you. But uh, just just wanted to throw that out there. That just came across the wire. So I know a lot of people were anxious about that, some that didn't want to get vaccinated. They didn't want to be forced for the mandate. I'm sure it's going to come, but at this time, there is a stay. So let's get back to what, what we really want to talk about. Let's get back to the word, because I think that that trumps everything. Uh, so the book of Isaiah 219, it talks about what you guys were just talking about, those well-to-do, those people who think that their lives are greater than others uh, at the time, that final hour, they are going to run just like everybody else and hide themselves. Uh, I wanted to get your perspective on that, Chris. Uh, and so on, at any time, you can chime in as well. But uh, Brother Chris, what do, you, what do you think about that? Well, I mean, what I, what I think about it is, I mean, it's funny. I mean, just kind of humorous a little bit. You know, we throw some humor. <laughs> first thing, yeah, I, first thing I thought about when you said that is uh, Jeff Bezos and, and, and Richard Branson and all these rich dudes. It's like, let me build my rocket ship, my spaceship toy, and let me head off, man, because I'm, I'm, testing, I'm testing this thing out because <laughs> it ain't looking cool here on Earth. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so it's like... It's like let me let me let me uh let me go make some new colonies and let me tell everybody oh no it's 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 not inhabitable don't try it but all along they they're gonna be living well for like ten or twenty years before everybody else come up so that just on the humorous part like that's what I think about and also too I think about um you know what's going on in America now man it's like you know you 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 got there's no more governance right it's just got it's just like a it's like a death match man it's like a cage match right now it's like I don't even care if you're doing something as a Democrat or Republican that I like or that I agree with. Right. But if you're if you're not on my side, then I just I just it's, I'm thumbs down on everything. Correct. Right. And right. it's like, you know, you got a certain part of society who is trying to um, trying to make things, the you know, the way it used to be. Right. You know, when 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 things were great, you know, make America great again or so on and so right. forth. Right. And what you don't realize is that you're, 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 that's like a, uh, like my father used to say, man, that's like, that's, like a, that's a passing illusion, man. You know, you're trying to hold on to something, a cloud, that thing, that train has passed, man, whatever you thought that was. So even if you're trying to, you know, go backwards, you know, you never can go backwards to get forward, you know? So, you know, so, you know, when you, that scripture just, again, kind of, I like to, one of the things I like to do with the word, cause you know, one of the things that I, that just didn't, you know, kind of hit with me with, with, with the word or like, you know, uh, ministers or reverends or preachers is that, you know, they, they didn't make it practical enough kind of going back to why do you think we're getting away from the word? Because it's lost its power. The power is, hasn't oh, went anywhere. Great, great. So, so <laughs> not that the word has lost its power, right. but we have lost, I guess the power in the word. We, right. We've, we've lost touch okay. with the power in the word. So, you know, and one of the things with today's society, now, and I'm 53, so I'm not like part of today's society, but, you know, I'm not, I'm still kind of in the middle a little bit. We're, <laughs> so, little, we're definitely right. much more wiser than we're Right, used to exactly. Be, right? Yeah. So, and I have young daughters. So, you know, I'm, I'm, they let me know what's going on and, you know, everything. So one of the things is that, you know, they just don't, they just, like my daughter, you know, we would go to church, right? She goes, uh, church is boring. It's like, I just, I was like, what do you mean church is boring? It's like, it's, it's boring. It's not speaking to me, right? So, you know, they hear a lot of scripture and they hear a lot of, you know, nice stories, but it's like, 
kids today, man, you know, they've, they've been through all the 60s and the 70s, 80s, you know, so they're, they're about action. And they have the right energy. It's just misguided because they don't have the foundation and they don't have the power and the fuel behind right. it to really, in the wisdom, to really put them where they need to be. So they're hungry for it. They're looking for it. But I think some of our teachers today uh, in the church uh, are just um, just not really making it practical. You know what I mean? Just like, hey, man, just break that down for me. Make it right. plain. So there's no there's no spark to the fire. Yeah. I mean, it's just like you got the ashes, the smoke's burning, and you're looking at it and says, well, what else is there? Exactly. And it's a lot. It's a lot there. That's what I'm saying. If you really study Christ and you study the word, I, I tell you right now, I'm in corporate America, right? And I, I, go in, I go in meetings and all I'm doing is giving God's word. They don't know that because they don't study it. And they think I'm the greatest thing ever. I'm just, all I'm doing is saying everything that God said. And they think like, wow, Chris, you're so you're brilliant. You know, it's like, no, I'm not. I just read the word. You're just manifesting. <laughs> right. right. You, you, the word has power to manifest. Whatever you say in the word, you believe it is manifest as power. Exactly. And a lot of people are like you say, they they don't believe in that in that word anymore. They 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 moved away. They believe in self. They yeah, believe they believe in, in their own self-interest. They believe in their own plans. I mean, the word even says that, you know. A man can plan his ways, but God will establish his steps. Yeah. So that means, you know, there's nothing in the world to me that's a greater feeling than a plan coming together other than that plan being certified. And God is the one that certifies it. Yeah, I can agree to that. Like, I, man, I was literally trying to analyze the Bible like it was philosophy as a child. So I get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. And, and, that's, and that's why I'm saying is that there's so much power. And so when people hear like, you know, they kind of hear the same thing. Oh, it's so much power in the word. And it's like, yeah, I hear what you're saying, but break that down for me. Make it simple. Make it plain. And that's what I try. That's that's my approach to the word. So in, I'm part of a diversity, equity and inclusion team within my corporation. And in our ERG, our employee resource group, you know, one of the things I do is I uplift all of our employees that are in this group. And a lot of people come in a group. You know, they don't have to be black. They could be white. Anybody can come in a group. Right. And I just I just told him, I said, you know, one of the things that I do is, I, you know, my main thing is I want to empower and equip and encourage people. That's that's pretty much my my main goal. And the way I do that is on the foundation of Christ on the word. But I'm not just throwing scripture at people. Right. I'm like, OK, I go through every week and I do a scan check on my heart every week to say, hey, what am I feeling like, for instance, this week? That's why I talked about the plan. Right. right. It's like. I had a great day one day, right? It was an excellent day. And I'm like, man, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on 10, right? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just supercharged. I love it when the plan comes together. And I started thinking, it's like, what if I transferred that feeling to where, where days are just crappy, right? When I just have a crappy day. Right. What if I can feel like that on a crappy day? That means that on my greatest of great days, I'm just unstoppable. You know, so I just do things like that. And that's where, you know, one of the words I put out that, like I just told you, it, for, the, for the group was, you know, there's no better feeling than a plan coming together. The only better feeling than that is when it's certified. So, you know, it gives people, you know, and then I, I put the scripture as the foundation because it's not me saying this. This all comes from the word. I'm not that, I'm, I'm not that smart. <laughs> you know, this is coming from the word. But when you, when you present it differently then people can receive it differently. Right. I, I, I would agree. Uh, I'm going to give you guys a little joke. Uh, I think I was about maybe 
10 years old, and my cousin, she uh, was always telling me, Danny, cast your bread among the waters and you shall receive. And she would always say that to me, and every day I would go out, and I understood what cast your bread means, not actually throwing bread in water, but, right. you know, doing things for people. And I would go out and do, do this, do this, and that. And one day I came back and I told them, you know, my mother and my cousin said, we're sitting there. I said, you know, I've been casting my bread among the waters, and I'm not receiving. <laughs> so I understand what, uh, you know, to, the young people today would think, you know, Hey, you know what, I, I'm right. sitting here, I'm listening, and, and the word is not just being received or this and this and that. So I definitely would agree mm -hmm. with all that. Have, having said that, uh, I just want to say, you know, when you get when you start to talk about God and you start to talk about the Creator and the Word and the power, you you, you, you tend to go off. And uh, unfortunately, we have to take a pause, uh, a timeout. So uh, at this time, we're going to take a qu quick pause. We'll take a commercial break to introduce our sponsors, Akibalon Entertainment, bridging unity through music, and Joycom Networks, linking the global community, as well as East Bay HR 1242 Coalition, serving community and global wellness. Well, thank you. Uh, we are back from the break. Uh, we can continue on with... Um, the word continue on with uh, a greater understanding of, you know, who the creator is. My thing is the message, Christ's message. I think a lot of people today, like you said, because uh, the pastors, the priests, the rabbis are not actually delivering the actual message that Christ really wants us to understand. I mean, they talk about a lot of other things, and they talk more of the world, uh, being in the world, uh, mammoth, uh, good. Some people, you know, become reverends and that because they it's a job, and they can they can pretty much what I say is you know, Robin Hood or, or in reverse. They steal from the poor and 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 enrich themselves. So, what is it in the word that we're missing, and why is it was so important that? God sent his son down to deliver that message. And what is that message? Well, that's a, that's a big one. I mean, um, I'll, I'll, I'll start off with why it was so important for God to send his son. You know, it's been my, my research and that, you know, in, in Christianity, it, it, Christ is the only person that came in the form of us right, right? Mm -hmm. he he can relate to us he feels our pain he feels our highs he feels our lows right. so it's just like in any relationship right it's like you're going to relate to somebody who that's really who's relatable right i mean if, if we're talking and we have nothing in common i mean i'm going to be courteous with you but you know we're probably going to talk for like five minutes and then i'm out the door but if we have things in common it's like oh man yeah i had that same experience i felt that too now we're building trust, you know, and, okay. and that's and now when you have a, a, a wise teacher, the wise teacher that you also can trust, that you also understand and has felt the pain that you felt, man, that's the whole package right there. So, you know, I mean, so to to send Christ, you know, and then also too, you know, back in the Old Testament, every you know, there's no like I think as Frederick Douglass said, I mean, it could be Malcolm, but I think it's Frederick Douglass, is, is there's no progress without struggle. There's no progress without sacrifice. Right. So in the Old Testament, you know, they 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 knew the they knew the formula, right? It's like you know they're sacrificing lamb and she you know sheep and 
this and that. Basically, they're sacrificing their best to say, hey, nothing is above God. I give you my best. Okay. Christ comes down, and he is the ultimate sacrifice. There's there's no more game over. He, he comes to defeat sin, period, is, is over. He is the ultimate and last sacrifice. By laying his life down. By laying his life down for yours, even when you're a mess, especially when you're a mess. I mean, who does that? Like, you know, so it's like, you, if, if, if you think about stuff just logically, you almost got to be like, man, that's true. Like, I, you know, you know, because if look at yourself in life, you'd be like, man, that's my that's my man. That's my dog. You know, he he was there for me. He was down for me all these years. He, you know, boom, boom. you have a trust. You have a relationship. You believe in this person. Now, he could be an idiot or a fool, but you, be, you trust and believe in him. Right. We don't have it. You know, Christ is not an idiot or a fool. And you have that trust and belief because he laid out his own life for something that you don't even deserve. What did he say to someone who who would say, "Well, what do you mean he laid his life down for me? I wasn't born at the time when he was he was put on the cross, and now I'm, I'm here, and I don't feel that uh, you know his blood was shed for me because I'm, I'm I'm catching all, all the you know H E L L that I'm catching. I don't uh, <laughs> you know, and I've gone to church and I've asked for this and I've asked for that, and I haven't received a thing yet. So, what would you say to somebody like that? That he was the lamb. He he laid the he laid the sacrifice, and now everybody should be happy and, and go on their merry way. Well, the first thing I would say is, again, back to deception, right? The enemy, he's a master at it. People got to stop saying and and talking about, man, I've done this, I've done this, and I haven't gotten anything yet. I haven't got. It's like God is not jack in the box. He's not like on. You know, what you need to do is you need to believe in Him and His Word, and therefore. Okay. He will give you things that you need, not what you want, when you're ready for it. That's how much he loves you. It's just like your own child. Your child's going to say, hey, I'm ready to drive, Daddy. I want a car. I want a car. And you know your child's not ready to drive. No, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you could easily put them in the car, give them the key, and, you know, they could kill themselves or somebody else or both. Yeah, let them crash and burn. Right. Yeah. So if I did that, the child may think, wow. My daddy really loves me. He gave me this brand new car. He gave, you know, but that's not real love. That's that's a false love because real love is like, no, you're immature right now. You're not ready. When you learn how to drive, right. and you're mature enough to handle this responsibility, not only will I give you a car, I'm gonna give you the best car because I know you can sustain it. So people, you know, have lost their perception of what love is and all that. So you gotta really, first of all, get that. And then you had talked about, uh, you know. Not under, um, I think you were saying, um, uh, you don't understand Christ laying down his life for you. Correct, yeah. Right, I, you know, I, that was a long time ago and blah, blah, blah. Again, practical, right? You have a grandmother. Everybody got a grandmother, grandfather, or, you know, and look at the sacrifices that they've made. It's because of what they did, whether you agree with it, you like it, you understand it. It's because of what they did and their child did, you know, and so on and so forth is the reason why you're able to do what you can do today. But because you're distracted, you got so much stuff coming at you, you're not sitting down and really thinking about stuff practically, you can't relate to that. So it's the same thing with Christ. It's like, yeah, I can't relate. Yeah, you can. Sit down and think about it for a minute. You know, just sit down and study it for a minute, and you can relate to it. Now, if you agree with it or disagree with it, that's on you. But don't tell me you can't relate to it. Gotcha. So let's, let's I say something on that. Definitely, so we want you to we, we want your your perspective on that. 
you know what, Chris? Um, I have a, just a little. Okay, so have I often wonder have people ever took the time to really think about what they've been told about Christ, Jesus, God, and really we we're only thinking about what we've been taught. We're only believing in what we've been taught. We're only believing in what our ancestors were taught, whose shoulders that we stand on. So, and then another thing is, is if, if you look at, um, John Henrik Clark, he's an author. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at some of the things, some of his books and you watch his lectures, then it, ge- it gave me a, an entirely different view on the Jesus that was introduced to us during, um, a consortium in Nice. That's how I, that's my view on Jesus. Um, and so it's hard to be able to say, like, as a kid, I'd be like, oh, yes, Jesus. But now I'm like, hmm. Mm-mm. So I often say, well, maybe it, it, you know, the word, whatever's written in the Bible, right? Because words are powerful. That's why they call it the word. Mm-hmm. It's called the word because every word that we say is power. Every word that we think is power. And that's what makes us have that feeling that you had when you said that you had this amazing day, like it was off 100, right? And right. you well on a day that I do, you know, so what it is, is it's, it's, it's deeper than Christ. It's deeper than our creator. If we are of God, really, it's about, you know, our thoughts, our feelings, but we, and, and, and but what I do is I like to look at it in a whole different light. I go, I say, okay, I'm not going to think about what I've been taught if I do think about what I've been taught, does this make sense to me? So let me do some research. And when I ran into John Henry Clark, I, I, something just, it just completely changed my view that I was raised on from a baby about the Christ and the Jesus that I was raised on. Well, so how did it change your view? Um, it changed, it changed my view because first and foremost, Christ didn't exist. Christ was, I believe through Saint, he was Saint Maurice. It was a fable that was going around a place that they called Af, which it was a different name as well. Before that, I'm sure you all know, right? So, what they did is the Pope went in to Nice. Well, they they had this meeting in Nice, and it was the popes, the high priests, as well as royalty. Saint Maurice is a royal. People that had brown, we were brown colored, dark we were black brown people we were royals we had no uh jails we we had no murders if someone was killed it was because they went against the collective we were all thinking the same way way we didn't have these egotistic mentalities where it's about me 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 and me growing my work for my family and the like so um when john showed me that there was a meeting in Nice and the Pope was introduced. The Pope told Constantine to draw this mural of Jesus and he created Jesus. And I don't know if he created Christianity then, um, but he definitely created Jesus then. So that, and he, they got it from a fable that was going around Africa about a real Royal St. Maurice. So then I say, and one question that I asked myself is, why am I believing in this man that came that was once God? He, he, that, why am I believing in a man that, you know, came to earth as flesh 
but I don't believe in myself. They don't teach us to believe in ourselves and that we have the power that God has. We are of God. So that's why we're able to make things happen like we do. That's why when someone's in a hospital and they're given a prognosis, you're going to die tomorrow. If they think they're going to die tomorrow, they die. If they say, you know what, I'm not dying tomorrow. I don't know what they're talking about. They don't die because that feeling of I'm going to die tomorrow goes into the body. We feel it. We start causing disease and death. Or we say, you know what, I'm not dying tomorrow. The body starts to heal or whatever. So it's about, it's mind. And I've even heard people, Chris, say that Jesus really, when they say that Jesus died, that it was, it's within our, he's in our mind. He died so that we can freely use our mind. I've even read, you know, um, some things like that. So I don't know. I just have a really different view now after realizing based on the research that John Henry Clark did. So he studied the history. He studied his story of America, right? Mm-hmm. America's history. And he also studied African studies and African-American studies and brought it all together. You know, uh, you make a great point. And again, that's why I asked that question. How do we, when people will say, well, what do you mean, you know, uh, Christ was the lamb that laid his life down for me. Who was this Christ? And because, you know, I'm in a different era and I see this and this and that. But when you talked about St. Maurice, um, you know, St. Maurice was uh, a legion in the Roman army. Uh, he was uh, basically when the Romans went in to conquer a, a particular uh, country, St. Maurice was one that they adapted, adopted. They took him in. He was basically a slave of the Roman army. And then... Um, they sent him out to massacre a collective people. And what St. Maurice did is he did massacre the people. He actually went in, didn't draw the sword, and was able to <clears throat> pacify or subdue that whole nation without one blood being shed. And I think that's where uh, they get the big thing about St. Maurice and, and, and then like linking him to being you know, somewhat of a, Christ, but we understand that we don't self-manifest, and that's what's key. We don't self-manifest, and nothing in this world self-manifests. It has to what come. What do you mean? Well, self-manifest means that we don't create ourselves. Uh, we were created. The Word created all things and had never been repeated. We can duplicate things, so we duplicate things in creation. Uh, man can duplicate a tree, man can duplicate itself by splicing the genes and this and this and that. So we can definitely duplicate, but we cannot create something from nothing. And God and the Word, which Christ is the Word, uh, manifested all things out of nothing. So I think when we... I think That's it, what they tell us, Danny. Well, that's what they tell us in the book, the, the book. But we just, you know, if we get outside the book and look at nature, just just look at nature itself. And then you just have an understanding of nature and how nature functions. And I, when I talk about nature, I talk about the animals, the plants, the, the, the oceans, everything about nature, the wind, the sun, the rays, the heat. And then you look at the firmament, uh, which is what we call the heaven, but it's the firmament, the, the stars, the alignment and you have to understand that all those things are perfect in form. 
They're perfect. Man can't create such a system. We know that anything man creates has a flaw. It's not infinite. It's finite. It has an ending. Whether you drive in a car, you, you read a book, or whatever you're doing, you build a building, it has a expiration date. Just like on a box of a cereal, there's an expiration date. Man has an expiration date. But the word has no expiration date, nor the breath. And that's what people need to understand. If they, if they say, okay, forget the book. I, I don't believe in the book. I don't believe in this. Then look at nature and tell me in nature where you don't see that there has to be a greater creator than us. That's that's yeah. my point. And that's what it is. That's to me what that's what God and Christ and that's what God is. It's like if I look at a tree, I can lit, I can literally watch a tree for one year and tell you that that tree didn't complain one time. It didn't have any emotion that was a negative emotion. If it if it did, I didn't see the tree get up and go stomp and have a fit. You know, and the tree is happy with where it is and it's content and it continues to grow every year and continues to shed every year. Yeah. And that shedding, that growing, and, and you, you see it swaying. Uh, trees have emotion. We just don't see it because, again, everything about us is physical. Nothing about us is more spiritual. And when you, and when you tap into the spiritual component, you also have an understanding that trees have emotion. Uh, when that I've seen it. when that carbon CO is in the atmosphere, uh, the trees have to breathe that. They they pull it in and they push it out. Uh, so the earth, let's say the earth is a tree. It takes in everything that we screw into it, right? All the, all the bad stuff, all, all all the negative, all the carbon, uh, all the all the pesticides, all these things that man has created for the betterment of man uh, is now choking the earth. So the earth breathes; it it it, it does what we do. It, it takes in breath, it puts out breath, it speaks, it does this. At some point, that earth has to say, "You know what? I need to cleanse myself. I need to clean clean myself." And that stench goes into the ferment. Now, when the ferment takes it. What happens? Well, the ferment then revibrates it down into what we call earthquakes, tidal waves, uh, so many different things that, that are destructive to us, and we don't have that understanding. Those things come upon us because of our actions collectively as a whole, not individually, but collectively as a whole, as the human family. Our negative actions revibrate back to us in those certain things, whether it be a storm, whether it be uh, an earthquake, thunder, lightning, fires. We see all these things that are going on right now. Those are just our own negative actions being reproached upon us. So since we since we are kind of on the trees, talking about trees, yeah. so the word, the word speaks about that too. And this is why I love the word, because it's living, right? Key. It's like anything you talk about. You can reference it from the word. It's not a dead word. It may be dead to you for a while because you may be dead in that part of your life. But once you become alive, the word then is always alive, but it then you see the life in it. So, you know, it talks about, um, it says, he is like a tree planted by water the, that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when the heat comes for its leaves remain green and is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. So kind of on the basis, 
That is Jeremiah 17 and 8. Jeremiah 17 and 8. So, yeah. Son, you see, you made reference to the tree not knowing that in the book uh, it, it, it can answer the question. So one of the questions that I think we're kind of talking about here is the first part says he is like a tree planted by water. So this is what I do with the word. I just break stuff down. So I'm going, okay, a tree was planted. Trees can't plant themselves. So who planted the tree? Oh, well, man planted the tree. Okay, well, who planted man? You know, I just break everything down to his very last compound. And then I go on from there. So, I mean, just kind of an example of how I approach life based on the word. Now, to Sister Sohn's part, that's one of the reasons why, I mean, even God references in his own word. He's like, you know, he's like, what God are you talking about? He's like the God of your heart. He's like, which, which, what, what's your heart saying? You know, so when you get like, you know, and no disrespect to intellectuals, and I, I mean, much appreciate. I mean, they bring a lot of insight and everything to it, but they're they're just doing more of the same thing that you can do. They just have more access to research and more access right. to information. So, you know, I appreciate and I take in everything that everybody says, but then I take it to God and I go, okay, now you show me how this should be manifested in my life, you know, for, for me and how I should give it back to others, you know, because I don't want to take something that's not mine, you know, like, you know, bring people to me that right. need to be with me and take away people from me that don't need to be with me. I don't want anything that doesn't belong to me. And I don't want to speak on anything that is not from my own heart. Now, I'll reference things, but even when I'm referencing things, it's based on something that I've already feel inside, but I just can't put it into words. So I got to kind of references to kind of give me a reference point. So then I can move forward with something of what I already feel inside. Correct, yeah. And I think what Sister Son so, yeah, so was saying was that, uh, and she makes a good point because, again, why, why, what, what am I believing? What is the message? This great Christ. And then a lot of people you know, try to uh, bring him into a physical, okay, what color was Christ? Uh, where, where did he live? This and this and that. And you know, that's for another day, another book. But... If we just strip Christ down and just go to his bear, which is his spirit, his word, his deeds, his actions, um, why should I have to follow that? Why should, who is the lamb? And again, how did he sacrifice himself for me? And because I don't feel it. Um, there's a lot of people out there that today don't feel it. They say, I want to walk away from the church, walk away from the book, because, as you said, it just, it's, it's, it's not appealing to me. It, 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 it doesn't yeah, think, move me. Go ahead, Son. Sister Son, go ahead. You know what? And I, I don't know if people that, you know, may have believed, had a certain uh, religion or a certain belief that they believed in, in God and Christ and Christianity and is all the religions, no matter what the religion is. I, I, I feel like that I I still believe, like I, I believe, I know, I believe in the creator. I know that God is real. Every day I, that I wake and every day that I fall to sleep, I know that that is because of the creator. But I know also that the creator is within me. God is within me. And I'm sure that you or Chris would have a wonderful scripture to it. Uh, but oh, no, I agree. With yeah. knowing that I'm able to heal, I'm able to make my days amazing, no matter what's happening. You know, I'm, I'm able to feel, 
you know, and, and, and I wouldn't if it weren't for our creator. So there's no, like, I don't think that an individual that has, you know, that may have went to believing in a religion to not believing in a particular religion, but knowing that God is real, they, they're still here. They're not, you know, they're not lost. They're not a following lamb. It's just that they're thinking, di- I'm thinking differently. Yeah. I'm looking at this differently. Yeah. I mean, and you, both you, Sister Sloan and Brother Danny, touched on some two key points with religion and the church. So, you know, Brother Danny had mentioned, uh, you know, why do people walk away from the church? Like, what is, and and I think, again, they had, the, once you change your point of view or you change your perception, you see things a little bit differently, right? Like Danny right now is looking, he's sitting in front of me, and he's looking at something in back of me. Now, <laughs> he, he could say, Hey Chris, that that wall is in back of you is is gray. I like, man, no, it ain't because I'm looking at the wall that's in back of him, and that wall is white. So I know that wall in back of me is white. But see, that's just my perception. He's actually looking at it. So you know, the thing with the church is your perception is like, you 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 got to stop looking at the church as a place you go to. You are the church. You know, the the church yeah. is not something you go to. You are the church. So wherever you go, you bring the church with you. So if you're walking away from the church, you're walking away from yourself because you are disappointed or you are upset or mad or sad about something within yourself, not something that happened in the church. Now, there are things that do happen in the church that is just buck wild and crazy, but they got to deal with God with that. So, you know, kind of to your point, it's a song about religion, right? It's not about religion. It's about relationship. It's like, what relationship do you personally have with God? You know, the religion stuff, that's where... Stuff got remember I, in my introduction, I said a lot of people speak about Christ, but their deeds are different. And to me, that's when you get all into religion. And it's like, you know, I respect you for that. But what's your personal relationship? Show me your works. Show me your personal relationship. And that to me is kind of what you were saying, alluding to Sister Son, is that, you know, I believe in God. And I believe that God is in me. And you're absolutely right. You kind of quoted the same thing that that, that that the word said. It's like, you know, who's the God of your heart? What God, what God is in your heart? So two key, two key things, you know, that I would like to say about that is, like I said, you, you don't go to a church. You are the church. So wherever you go, be it corporate America, be it to the grocery store, be it to Starbucks, people are going to your church. They're going to your church and they're saying, hmm, I don't like that church or that, I love that church. And and whenever you start talking about religion, you could talk about that all day long until you blue in the face and nobody will ever agree. But when you start talking about relationship and experience, nobody can nobody can, you know, can come against you on that because I'm speaking on what I know, not what I think. All right. So, you know, Chris, I appreciate that. I, I love how you put that. Thank you. You're welcome. So we're saying that the church and everything is within us. So wherever we go, we carry that. Wherever you go, that's you carry, you carry that spirit. Now there's your spirit and there's God's spirit. So your, my goal in life is trying to get my spirit to align with God's spirit. That doesn't always happen. (laughs) So (laughs) so I fail at it constantly, but I perfect trying. And that's the whole thing because I don't give up. Nothing now, to try, right? Right, exactly. So you know, and it's like you know, and that's the thing. That's why. That's why. That's why the word is so deep, man. That's why I said it's like you know, people. We were talking about. I don't understand. It's like, yeah, you do. Just study it. You know, the word says joy comes in the morning. 
That means you got another chance. Everybody wakes up in the morning with two things, a chance and a choice. So stop walking by the book. <laughs> open it up. Right, open it up, right? Stop, stop listening to somebody telling you about the book or watching snippets of it on somebody that posted or something. Open it up and actually read it like you would read, you know, Sports Illustrated or, you know, study your favorite football player. You know, do the same thing with yeah, the work. Do the work. Oh, yeah. Well, do the work. Like, faith without work. So do the work. Get into did. the book. Faith without work. And, and, and just don't uh, rely on somebody else to give you their interpretation. Right. I mean, like I said, it, it'll sound great and it may even be great. So take it all in. But you got to have something, like I said, what do you govern yourself by? What are your values? Right. Because if you don't have governing values in your life, if you don't have something that you value in the people that are around you, if you guys don't govern yourself by what you value, then you'll just listen and do anything. And also, too, governing values helps you simplify your life so you're not stressed out right. because anything that comes against what you value, then it's like, OK, I, I, I'm going to spend two minutes on that. I must respect it, but it's not what I value. And we see that today with, uh, you know, uh, social media. Right. Uh, those are the governing values of a lot, a lot of our uh, youth today. And actually, I'm not even going to say the youth because we have a lot of people oh, yeah. That, yeah. Uh, who are Facebook. who should be in, in their wise years. Right. Also, uh, they going back looking at friends from 30 years ago. I'm like, come on, dude. What yeah. Come on. Dude. And, and doing you don't even know things, those people. Yeah. Uh, and doing things that are imaginary know, that right? you would never thought happened. So right. you're, 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 you're correct with that. I, I think uh, you're right. Let's not have our own interpretation. Let's stop walking by the book. Let's stop walking by the church. Let's stop walking by the banks of the river. Let's actually get into the river, get into the book, mm -hmm. and have a greater understanding. And then ask the Holy Spirit to come into our lives. Ask God to give us understanding and knowledge, and, right. and, and then move forward. And, and, that, and that's not to belittle or, or remove a teacher, because right. the Word says that you need a teacher to rightly divide the Word, meaning that, okay— I need to really kind of understand this. But if like with any like with this, like with this podcast, right. you know, I didn't just walk in here and just start talking on this mic. I'm like, I said, I asked Brother Danny, I said, what's the agenda? Are we going to talk about the book of Isaiah? OK, great. I'm going to go study the book of Isaiah and I'm going I'm to see what that says to me. I'm going to take some notes. I'm going to write them down. I'm going to reference them when needed. But I'm going to ask God to have let him have his will and speak through me when it's time. And let me look at my notes when it's time. So it's that's what I'm saying. It's very practical. It's, right. it's, people try to make this stuff so difficult and challenging, but it's like you do it every single day in your every single day life. Why, when it comes to God's word, then it starts to become this big old, you know? No, right. it's you know, yeah, same so, thing you do. You're right. Uh, this <laughs> but we don't know. Like the, probably the reason why Chris is that that's God's word to only a percentage of people on the globe. So what about those that might be indigenous people or mm -hmm. those that have a different word mm -hmm. who do that what what do they worship same so, same rule applies they worship what they believe if if that's what you if that's what you believe then then you study it. it's the same rule and i believe that when it's all said and done it's all going to come back to the one and true god uh, uh i would agree i'm just going to say that uh at the University, San Francisco State University, I did a comparative study of world religions and indigenous people. And I did a real, I mean, I really went deep and, and did my research. And what I found is at the end of the day, when you peel back the onion, because those are layers that man put on, uh, when you peel that, peel the onion back, 
but you get to the core, and the core is love, and the core yes. comes from the Creator. Everyone, whether yeah. they're yeah, everyone, whether they're indigenous or they have this, they believe in a supreme Creator, and that supreme Creator's message was love. Yes, love. I yeah. wanted to say that when Chris was speaking about the church, we are the church. Church. And I was like, yes, and you walk out every day as the church. And I'm like, I, I walk in love and light every day. And I've seen, like you mentioned, corporate America, Chris, I've seen where I'll pass a coworker for three years, pass her up. Hey, how are you? Just me and my regular self and others. But this one particular lady on my team, and she was like, oh, my knee hurts. Oh, never, never anything great. Always hurting <laughs> issues, right? Mm -hmm. And I think a year, two, two and a half or so, she was perked up. I'm still, I said, oh, I'm contagious. So, <laughs> yeah, and I am when I'm, when there's a deadline at work. Like I'm, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like you have to be that love. You have to be that yeah. light. Well, what, you have you... to be. Yes, sir. Yeah, well, I'm sorry to interrupt. What you're speaking no. about, and, and, and Brother Danny hit on it, the very core, right, is love, right? And then and I'm sure everybody would be like, well, what, what, what kind of love? You? And we can, I can go there, too, if we want to do that. But Looks like we definitely will have, have we we'll definitely <laughs> right. go to a part two. Right. Uh, so, <laughs> but what, yeah, agape, yep. You know, First Corinthians, you can go through that. It, it gives you a very good description of the type of love that we're talking about. Uh, but what you said, Sister Sohn, is that, yes, it is contagious. You know why? That's the power that we're talking about. Your deeds, right? You're not just going around saying stuff. I do it every day. I, I, have, I, I would be in corporate America and I'd be at like events and stuff and, you know, people, you know, cursing and, you know, you know when people get wild, right? Yeah. After, the, after the meeting, right? Sure. And people <laughs> would literally not curse around me or they would excuse themselves for curse. Oh, I'm sorry, Chris. I haven't said anything. I haven't said, uh, you know, don't curse around me. And but because of the way I carry myself, it convicts them to change. And that's the power that I'm talking about. So they have the respect for you based on your on how you carry yourself. So basically, indirectly. They have respect for the creator. They just don't know Absolutely. That. Right. They it's think they're respecting me. I'm like, you're just respecting the God in me because right. all I'm doing is respecting right. God. Right. <laughs> yes. And the reason why it's in my view, and I don't know this, but I'm just thinking it's not because they saw you and they see you around work and they're talking and going, oh, you can't say bad words around him. Yeah. Chris is a, Chris is a deacon. He, they're not doing anything like that. They're no. doing it because it's the energy that you excuse. Right. Because right? I've never it's told them that I'm a elder I, I don't present myself like that and and yeah. i stay consistent even in my inconsistency i stay consistent and what i mean by that is that we all fall off right but i always come back to the core which is that love right and there are some people that are unlovable i work with a guy pretty much all the time that i'm like dude you're a straight up narcissist i you know but i stay consistent because i don't govern myself around what he values. I govern myself about what I value. So everything that this person may do to me is, could be a cause to me to very righteously. So is be like, you know what, man, forget you. But if I do that, then guess who gets the power? He does. He has taken away my power. I, 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 Mike Tyson says something that was really great. One time he was talking to a young brother. And for those that don't know Mike Tyson, go Google him. But he was talking to a young brother and he said, um, he said, he said, the brother said, man, if somebody do something to me, that's it. I'm cutting them off. I ain't. And he's like, Tyson's like, no. He was like, 
Don't let your enemy become your master because now you've lost the power. That, that person now has the power. So when you stay consistent in your love and in your love walk, then people see that. They may not ever say anything. They may not even, you know, like it, but they will respect it. Well, yeah, that's, uh, my, I, I, that, 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 that quote there uh, says it all. I mean, love. Uh, I think love is key to all things. Uh, with that said, I think we should end on that. Definitely there's going to be a part two. I mean, we just haven't even touched anything yet. But uh, let's end on that note. Let's end on love. So we'd say that the, the message that Christ was giving each and every one of us was that we should stay in love, not only with ourselves, but in love with our Creator. Would you agree on that? Or I, I would agree. And if, if I can end on this on the word. Most definitely. Uh, and I think this is kind of uh, this kind of shows you how much I stay current, right? Because I got young daughters. Yeah. So if if any of our young listeners listening out there, there was there's an artist out there named Summer Walker. Okay. So she just dropped her new album. Every every 19 year old, 20 year old girl, you know, in that age group, staying up I late. Summer. <laughs> okay, so there we go. So Summer's Summer. I know Summer. Her music is cool. They all, you know, that she is the end all to be all right. Mm-hmm. She has a song, or, or she ended her album with a prayer. I think it's called Sierra's Prayer. Okay. And I think it was based on uh, Sierra, the actual uh, Sierra that's married, I think, to Russell Wilson. Right. This is a prayer she gave to her husband. They're both, they're both Christians. Mm-hmm. So, you know, all she was doing was quoting 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 5. But they don't know that. They right. think that she got this wisdom, which is great. I mean, I love it. God working through her, whatever. <laughs> Let him work. So what the scripture says is love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. So and it goes on. But that's when you really want to get into it, maybe we'll do another show on love you know not maybe we definitely <laughs> will be doing another show uh definitely. i'll be ready for it yeah. i'll on do love. my research on the l-o-v-e yeah. there you go that'll be part two of, god's love definitely yeah god's yeah. love part two well uh with that said chris we want to thank you for coming oh, out uh, being be in here. studio here tonight um definitely words of wisdom i'm sure that our listeners uh throughout the globe will take this and hopefully they will stop walking by the book and open it up and kind of get an understanding of where we are and what's going on and how they can participate in this human experience, this global humanity. And hopefully we can change the world one podcast at a time, one person at a time. With that said, Sister Sohn, do you have anything in line before we close out? I just want to say that it was a really amazing uh, topic. Great conversation, Chris. Thank you. It was a pleasure to meet you. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Danny, thank you so much for having me as well. It was we had. A, I can't wait till we get back on the subject. Most definitely. So we we we, we want to uh, definitely ask Mr. Weber. I will say, Mr. Weber, we would definitely want him back, and uh, whenever he has time, we'd love to have him back on the show so that we can continue on this topic and touch. Uh, just a little bit more on different topics, but uh, Chris, we 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 thank you for coming out, uh, taking time in your day. I know you're 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 a busy man with 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 your work, your faith, and especially your family. And so we definitely appreciate you coming out, and we'd love to have you back. God willing, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely be back. And uh, I, I always, you know, I always love to take time out to talk about God and and His power and His love. So 
Uh, God willing, I'd love to be back, and thank you for having me. We'll definitely do a part two then. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or you can go to Da'awa, D-A-H-A-W-A-Y-A-H dot podbean dot com. Uh, also, you can get us on Spotify, Apple Cast, Google Cast, any of the uh, podcast platforms were out there. So we look forward to it. Hopefully we have enlightened you somewhat. And uh, again, you'll take the word and share it with others. With that said, it's a blessing. Good night.